0: Welcome to Zichudah, Siman, Memarei, Ram, Goldhar, and today we're in Sechaz, P'sachim, Daf, Nun, Alav. So the three topics are going to focus on. Number one, the opening mission of the fourth Parchan, Daf, Nun, Amad, Alav, stated that when someone comes from a place where people are accustomed to do something, such as doing Molach, or Pesach, and and goes to a place where people follow the Midhag not to do so, or the reverse, We oppose upon him the Chumras of the place from which he departed, and the Chumras of the place to which he has gone. The Gemara on this stop relates an incident where Rabbi Barakhanah came from Eris Yisrael to Babel, and he followed his minhag to eat the fat covering the straight part of the stomach, despite the fact that the minhag in Babel was to not to eat those fats. The Gemara asks why Rabba Khan did not adhere to the Babylonian minhag, and two answers are given. Abai said the Mishnah's rule applies to people going from one place in Eretz Yisrael to another, or from one place in Babel to another, or from Babel to Eretz Yisrael, but not to those traveling from Eretz Yisrael to Babble Down since we Babylonian sages are subordinate to the sages of Eretz Yisrael, people come from Eretz Yisrael to Babel should act in accordance with the customs of Eretz Yisrael. Ravashi said that the Mishnah's rule applies even to those come from Eretz Yisrael to Babel unless one intends to return to Eretz Yisrael, as Rabbi Baruchana did. Point of to the Gemara continues that Rabbi Baruchana said to his son that he should not eat the permitted stomach fat of an animal, not in my presence and not out of my presence, for the following reason, I myself who saw Rabbi Yochani eating in Eretz Yisrael, may do so here. Since Rabbi Yochan is worthy of being relied upon both in his presence and not in his presence. However, you didn't see him eating it, so don't eat it, for I'm not a sufficiently distinguished authority to rely upon to go against local custom. And point number three, the Mishnah had stated, A person should not deviate from the minhag of the place he's come to because of a machokas that might ensue. Granted, that if someone's required to keep the chumras of the place from which he came as well, then in a situation where one comes from a place where the Minnagah is not to do or Pesach, and he arrives in a place where they do do mulacha, he's clearly deviating from the local custom and invites malchogas. So Abai answers that the requirement to maintain the chumras of both locales only applies in a case where he's coming from a place that does Malacha to one that doesn't. Rabbi says the rule can apply to the former case. Since when the locals see the newcomer not working, they'll assume that's because he's a batran, someone who sits idle and doesn't work. So once again, the three points are, Point number one, the opening mission of the Perkan fourth Nun amenov stated, that when someone comes from a place where people are accustomed to do something, such as doing Molach Ha'er, and Tolchatzos, and goes to a place where people follow the not to do so, or the reverse, no makmush We oppose upon him the chumras of the place from which he departed and the chumras of the place to which he has gone. So the Gemara on this stuff relates an incident where Rabbi Baruchana came from Eretz Israel to Babel, and he followed his minhag to eat the fat covering the straight part of the stomach despite the fact, despite the fact that the minhag and Babel was to be machmer and not eat those fats. The Gemara asks why Rabbi Baruchana did not adhere to the minhag and Babel, and two answers are given. Abai said the mission's rule applies to people going from one place in Eretz Israel to another, or from one place in Babel to another, or from Babel to Eretz Israel, but not to those traveling from Eretz Israel to Babel, came the Anun Kaifinulu avdin Kavasayu. Since we, the Babylonian sages, are subordinate to the sages of Eretz Yisrael, people come from Eretz Yisrael to Babel should act in accordance with the customs of Eretz Yisrael. Rabashi said that the Mishnah's rule applies even to those coming from Eretz Yisrael to Babel unless one intends to return to Eretz Yisrael, as Rabbah Babarakana did. Point to the Gomorrah continues the Rabbah said to his son that he shouldn't eat the permitted stomach fat of an animal, Wobafan velo not in my presence and not out of my presence, for the following reason. I myself, who saw Rabbi Yochan eating in Eretz Yisrael, may do so here. Since Rabbi Yochan is worthy of being relied upon, both in his presence and not in his presence. However, you didn't see him eating it, so don't eat it, for I'm not a sufficiently distinguished authority to rely upon to go against local custom. And point number three, the Mishnah had stated, A person shouldn't deviate from the minhag of he's come to because of a that might ensue. The Gemara asked, that if is required to keep the chumras of the place from which he came as well, then in a situation when one comes from a place where the menakas not to do malacha Pesach, and he arrives in a place where they do do malacha, he's clearly deviating from the local custom and invites machlokas. So Abai answers that the requirement to maintain the chumras of both locals only applies in the case where he's coming from a place that does malacha to one that does not. Rabbi says the rule can apply to the former case, since when the locals see the newcomer not working, They'll assume that it's because he's a butlin, someone who sits idle and doesn't work. All right, so now we get our Sim for Deaf Nun Olive, and our Sim for Nun Olive is Beaver Pelt Hats. Now, how do we get that? Because Nun Olive is gnaw, and beavers gnaw at things like lumber, so we're using Beaver Pelt Hats as our Simmon. So the Beaver Pelt Fur Hats, that's our simon for Nun aleph. So here goes. The goofy-looking tour group in the Beaver Pelt Hats, who ate their stomach-fat sandwiches while touring Bavel... We're told to put them away because they have not seen a great authority do so, and that they should not work at our pace like at home, even though the natives will call them lazy. Once again, it's commotion. The goofy tour group in their beaver-pelt hats, beaver-pelt hats, that must be we Duff, none olive. The goofy tour group in the beaver-pelt hats, who ate their stomach-fat sandwiches while touring Bavel, which reminds us, the more asked why Rabobar Khanna did not adhere to the Minhagam Bavel, not to eat from the fats covering the straight part of the stomach, since the Mishnah states that one should adhere to the Chumras of the place one travels to. And two answers are given. Abay said the Mishnah's rule applies to people going from one place in Eretz Yisrael to another, or from one place in Babel to another, or from Babel to Eretz Yisrael, but not to those traveling from Eretz Yisrael to Babu. Since we, the Talmud Kachami and Babel are subordinate to the Talmud Kukamim in Eretz Yisrael, people coming from Eretz Yisrael to Babel should act in accordance with the customs of Eretz Yisrael. Rabashi said the Mishnah's rule applies even to those coming from Eretz Yisrael, to Bavl, unless one intends to return to Eretz Yisrael, as Rabobah Barqanah did. So the goopy tour group in the Beaver Belt Hats, who ate their stomach-fat sandwiches while touring Bavel, were told to put them away because they had not seen a great authority do so. Which reminds us, Rabbi said to his son that he should not eat the permitted stomach fat of an animal, not in my presence and not out of my presence, for the following reason. I myself, who saw Rabbi Yochanan eating it in Eretz Yisrael, may do so here. Kedaihu Rabbi Yochanan least smoke love, since Rabbi Yochanan is worthy of being relied upon both in his presence and not in his presence. However, you did not see him eating it, so do not eat it, for I am not a sufficiently distinguished authority to rely upon to go against local custom. So the goofy tour group in the beeper belt hats, who ate their stomach-fat sandwiches while touring Bavel, were told to put them away because they had not seen a great authority do so. And they should not work at a pace like at home, even though the natives will call them lazy. Which reminds us that the Gomorrah asked that if someone is required to keep the Khumras of the place from which he came as well, then in a situation where one comes from a place where the minhag is not to do malach or Pesach, and he arrives in a place where they do do malach, he's clearly deviating from the local custom and invites malach So Abay answers that the requirement to maintain the chumas of both locales only applies in the case where he's coming from a place that one does malach to one that does not. Rav says it will can't apply to the former case since when the locals see the newcomer not working they'll assume that it's because he's a butlan, someone who sits idle and doesn't work. So once again, the goofy tour group in the Beaver Belt hats, who ate their stomach fat sandwiches while touring Bavel, were told to put them away because they had not seen a great authority do so. And they should not work at a like at home, even though the natives will call them lazy. Alright, now it's time to go to our four block back Daf Mam So the Simber Daf Mam is a maze. So here goes. After baking the Lechimopani Mare of Yanta for a Yanta that falls on Air Shabbos, the Gohanim were given ten days in the maze. Maze? That must be we on Daf after baking the lechem upon him Erev Yantiv, for Erev falls on Erev Shabbos, the Kohanim were given 10 days in the maze before it was eaten, which reminds us, Rabbi Aswav Chisda that if the rights of tzarchi Shabbos are done in Yantiv, and it's only prohibited mid the why does the baking the lechem upon him, need to occur Erev Yantiv if a Yantiv falls on Erev Shabbos? Why does it override the prohibitions of Yantiv? As we have a rule that the injunction of the Rabbanon, Ashvus does not apply in the base of Migdash. Rabbi Chisda answers, krova hitiru, shvuz rechokalo they permitted a shvus for an immediate purpose, but they didn't permit it for a distant purpose, meaning for the eating of the lechem panim on the subsequent Shabbos. Rav Chisda points out that Rav Shemim Gamayot disagrees with the ptana of the b'risa and holds shvus for chokanami tiru. A shvus is permitted for a distant purpose as well. So after baking the lechem of panim erv for a yantav that falls in erv Shabbos, the Kohanim were given 10 days in the maze before it was eaten, to find the shteya lechem not made for them, which reminds us where my challenge challenged Rav Chisda from the first part of the Mishnah, that teaches that the Shteya Lechem, which are offered on Shavuos, are baked Erev Shavuos. But Mari asks that if Tzarki Shabbos may be prepared on Yantiv. the Yom Tav Mabai, is there any question that one is permitted to prepare for the needs of Yantiv on that very Yantav? Yet the Mishnah teaches they must be baked the day before. So the Gemara answers that the Lach is different there, because the puzzle regarding preparing for the Yantav says, for you, which teaches that you may prepare food on Yantav only for yourselves, but not for Hashem, meaning the offerings. According to Rabbi Shimon Gabriel who said in the Rabbi Shimon Asgai, that baking of the Shteelachem does override Yantav, the word of Chem is coming to exclude preparing on Yantav for Nachrim. So after baking the Lachem upon the of Yantav for yantiv Yantav falls on the air of Shabbos, the Gohanim were given ten days and the maize before it was eaten to find the Shteelachem not made for them, resting on top of deraisa muksa wood. Which reminds us, the Rabbi holds that muksa is a deraisa based on the Pusit by shishi, Yomashishi, the Echinu Asher On the sixth day they shall prepare what they bring, and its prohibition from the pasuk, well, you shall not do any molach. Rabbah understands that the pasuk referring to preparation cannot be referring to cooking and baking, since the Torah states elsewhere that they should cook or bake the man. Rather, the pasuk commands the people to prepare the man by declaring they'll use it on Shabbos, for otherwise it will be forbidden for use as muktzah. Abai goes on to challenge Rabbah. Daf Memches, so the sim for Memches is brainiacs. Brainiacs, so here goes. While some brainiacs, brainiacs, that must be we're on Daf Memches. While some brainiacs were busy calculating the statistical probability that uninvited guests would arrive, which reminds us, the Rebbe Lezer who permits baking the loaves of Tame do on Pesach before being maf doesn't necessarily hold of hoyo, like Rabba, who holds that one is not high for baking on yanta for chol because guests might arrive. Rebbe explains that in Rebbe Yeziru's case, at the time of baking the loaves, each one is fit to be eaten by the baker himself. However, he might forbid baking on yanta for weekday use, since it's not fit for himself since he's already finished his unto of meals, and he doesn't apply hoyle since he has not invited guests and has no reason to anticipate their arrival. So, while some brainiacs were busy calculating that statistical probability that uninvited guests would arrive, to eat their loaves of bread combined in a basket for a freshest challah, which reminds us, Rabbi Ezra says, When one removes baked loaves from an oven and puts them in a basket, the basket combines them in regard to challah. Rabbi Yeshua says, the oven combines them, even if they're not then put in a basket. And Rav Shimon Gamaliel says, Babylonian loaves which bite one another, which means that they stick to each other, so when pulled apart, a piece of one remains to the other, that they combine. So while some brainiacs were busy calculating the statistical probability that uninvited guests would arrive to eat their loaves of bread combined in a basket for Hafrasha's challah, others observed dough on a table and carefully mapped out the various crack formations which reminds us, seer, which Rashi says is complete leavened dough, must be burned, but one who eats it is Pata from Karas and malkas. Sidok, which is dough that is past the seer station, has cracks in it as a result of Chimaz, must be burned, and one who eats it is Chai Karas. says seer is dough that has developed cracks like Karne chagavim, like the antennae of locusts, and sidok is where the cracks interlace with one another. The Chami hold that any dough with cracks is sidok, and seer is any dough whose surfaces turn pale like the face of a person whose hair stands on end because of fright. Daf Memtes, or the Simmer Dov Memtes relate to meat, we use a butcher. So here goes. The brilliant butcher realized he forgot chamez at home while on his way to eat at his future father-in-law's house, which reminds him that different halachas for one who leaves his house and forgot he had chamez at home. If he left to perform a mitzvah like to shack the carbon pesach or to eat a sudas arisen at his father-in-law's house, if he has time to go back and do beer, he should. Otherwise, he should be Mavat the bolibo. If he left to rescue Jews from a dangerous situation, he should just do a bitl, and if he went to establish his Visa for an optional purpose, then he should return immediately and dispose of the chamez. So the brilliant butcher who realized he forgot chamez at home, while on his way to eat at his future father-in-law's house, had sold his entire butcher shop to bury a bust on the chacham, which reminds us, of taught in a bright salom yimkar adam komash of a bust on the a man should always be prepared to sell all he owns and marry the daughter of a Talmachachem, or marry off his daughter to a Talmachachem. Such a marriage is analogous to the grapes of vine with the grapes of another one, where each grape improves the taste of the other. We have another Bryce listing the preference for who one should marry if he can't find a Bas Talmachachem. So the brilliant butcher, who realized he forgot chametz at home, while on his way to eat at his future father-in-law's house, had sold his entire butcher shop to marry a Bas Talmachachem, leaving behind his former years as an Amart who wanted to bite like a donkey which reminds of the great degree of sin that Ami Arts have for Tamal Chukhamim and of Rabbi Kiva's recollection that when he was an Amar, he wanted to bite Tamal Chukhamim like a donkey and break their bones. Dafnun, so the Simber Dafnun is a poop, A nincompoop, so here goes. The nincompoop, nincompoop, that must be more on Nun. The poop who practiced doing handstands to prepare for Om Haba, which reminds us that when Ryosu got sick and his soul left his body and saw an Om Hafuch, an upside-down world where the Yonim were a lamata, a lamala, the ones who are uppermost in this world are below in Olam Haba, and the low in this world are above in Olam Haba. Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, his father, said to his son, "Beni Olam baru re'isa, my son, you've seen a clear rule. He then asked Rabbi Yosef how we, Tom the Chachami, were regarded there, and Rabbi Yosef answered, Just as we're regarded here, so we're regarded there. His father asked what they were saying there, and his son replied that he heard them saying, Ashrei mi shabalokan but b'yadav. Fortune is he who comes here, and his learning is in his hand. So the nincompoop, who practiced doing handstands to prepare for Olam Haba, and hid pieces of paper with Hashem's name around the house, which reminds us that the Gemara asks what it means when the Pasuk says that one day Hashem's name will be one. Isn't it one now? It means that whereas we write Hashem's name with the letters yud hey, and so on, we pronounce the name with the letters of Dal, But in the future, it will be written and pronounced with the letters of yud hey. This is alluded as well in the Pasuk, says Shmi Lo-Olam, Zichri dor this is my name which is L'Olam forever, but means also L'Alem to be hidden, referring to the Yud-K whereas the one to mention is the Al-Dalad name. So the Ninkan practiced doing handstands to prepare for al and had pieces of paper with Shem's name around the house, said his own name whenever he learned and did mitzvahs. Which reminds us that the more brought a contradiction between the two psukim, ki ad Shamaim chazdecho, for great until the heavens is your kindness, and ki me al chazdecho, for great above the heavens, is your kindness. So does the reward from Hashem, which is referred by your kindness, originate from above the heavens or only until the heavens? So the great answer is, Kamb'osim v'shmag, Here And the second pasach is referring to those who perform a mitzvah for its own sake, for no purpose other than to fill Hashem's ratzon. They will receive reward from above the heavens, meaning supernaturally. And the first pasich, it refers to those who perform a mitzvah not for its own sake, but for personal gain. And they will receive reward from until the heavens, meaning through natural means. And this statement is like, Rabbi Yehuda said in the name of Rav, a person should always engage in learning Torah and doing mitzvahs, even though not for its own sake. Because from doing them not for their own sake, he will eventually come to do them for their own sake. All right, now it's time for a pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one. Which stuff is it that we learn from the Pasuk, Then the future will pronounce the G-d Baruch Hu's name the way that it is written? That's on Duff? No, good. Number two. Wished up the learn that Rabbi Yezir may not hold like Rabba of Hoyo regarding baking on Yantavachol, since there's no reason to anticipate the arrival of an uninvited guest. That's on duff. Memchez. Good. Number three. Wished up to learn the value of marrying a bashtam the chacham. That's on duff. Memtes. Good. Number four. Wished up the learn that Rabbi Yosef told his father his son, Om Hafuch, where people were saying, Ashre Misha Balakan with Yadu. That's on duff. None. Good. Number five. Wish to have the learn that one has to travel for a meal to find a minion or for natil a dime. And if one's a don't eater, to Tobol's customers, Kaelin, they're a tamay. That's on Dov. Mem Good. Number six. Wish to have to learn that the reason the company Panim is baked of Yantav. If Yantav is ever Shabbos, is shvus Krova Hitiro, shvus Rochoka Lo Hitiro. That's on Dov. Mem Good. Number seven. Wish to have with a three-way on how to separate Khal from Tami dough on Pesach. That's on daf. Membuff. Good, number eight. Which stuff do you know the people come from Eretz Yisrael to Babel should act in accordance with the customs of Eretz Yisrael because the Chacham and Babu are subordinate to the Chacham Yom Eretz Yisrael. That's on daf. No, no. Good, number nine. Which stuff is it the rabbi learns from the Pasuk of Hei Chinua Yaviu that Muksa is a derisa? That's on daf. Mem Zayin. Good, and number 10. Wish definitely we learned that those come from a place where they don't do Malachi ere Pesach to a place that does should not work. And the locals will just think they're batlanim. That's on daf? No, no. Excellent. So that concludes the pop quiz. This is Rabbi Abraham Goldstein. Wish you a great day and great learning.